Hello and welcome to another edition of the Football Betting Podcast. As ever, I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined by the hot tipster and oracle of all football knowledge himself, Tom Walker. Cheers for the introduction. High profit chasers, let's make it a profitable weekend. So this week there's no Premier League, there's no Championship and instead the international scene takes centre stage. And so what we're going to do on this week's podcast, we're going to go through the international games which we particularly fancy, where we think there's some value and there's something worth betting on because a lot of the odds for the international games are pretty ridiculous. And then we'll go into League 1 and League 2 as usual. So, word on the England squad, Tom. Do you like it? Yeah, I do. Standout. Uh, talking point is obviously Jermaine Defoe. Huge fan of Jermaine. I know you are as well. Delighted to see him in there. No Rooney, which is it down to injury? Is it down to form? Is it both? Not sure. It's experimental for sure. You know, I did a blog on it on the website the other week. I'd probably say that it shows England's weakness rather than our strengths. Do you feel the same? Yeah, it just highlights to me that I hate the team defensively. I think we're poor. What I like about Southgate is because he's been manager of the under-21s, he's more willing to call up the players that played for him in the under-21s and give those young guys a chance. So so I do like that he's going to give more opportunity to these younger players that perhaps might not have got it under other managers. For sure. How do you think the game's going to go against Lithuania? Oh, dearie me, I mean... This is international football that is most attractive, isn't it? <laughs> Lithuania, England, it's just going to be pretty routine win, 3-4-0, yeah, move on. For a lot of the time, I do feel like these qualifiers just a waste of time. That's to be done because you can't just chuck the best teams in the World Cup and say, there you go, you have to give everyone an equal chance, but it doesn't really captivate you, let's be honest. Not at all. So... If we look at Friday's games, in terms of a betting perspective, there's not really much to go off. Republic of Ireland versus Wales is probably the most interesting game. Republic of Ireland, they're, they're top of their group with 10 points. So they've won three, drawn one. Wales, they're on six points. You can get Ireland at 11 to 8. The draws at 21 to 10. And Wales are 23 to 10. How can you see this one going? I can just see goals, to be honest. It's hard to call a result. Ireland, and in particular Wales, were very good at the Euros. Not much has changed. Uh, Obviously, there's one or two players in there that weren't in the Euros, but by and large, it's the same kind of teams. I'd probably look at a score draw. But I guess with Wales, with Bale in there, you you never know. You never know when you've got a world-class player like that. I mean, let's be honest. He's going to be head and shoulders the best player on that pitch. He's dangerous to bet against, but... I'll be looking at the draw. The draw is 21 to 10. You know, maybe you could go and both teams to score on top of that as well. So on Friday, you've got a lot of teams you would expect to win. You've got Spain at home to Israel, 1 to 9, which is farcical. And Italy at 2 to 9 at home to Albania. Nothing that interests us whatsoever. So let's go quickly on to the Saturday, where we've got some more delightful games, such as Bosnia and Herzegovina at 1 to 50 at home to Gibraltar. Does that one take your fancy? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, this is this is what it's like. Thank God for League 1 and 2, right? Because um, <laughs> the qualifying, every now and then you'll get an interesting game, uh, like Ireland-Wales, but most it's, of it... It's just a mismatch. It's an absolute mismatch, all of this. Yeah, I mean, one, one game I'm looking at that I can see, you know, to be at least competitive, I mean, 
I'm not even going to pick a result because the result's going to be obvious, but Portugal, Hungary. Hungary were pretty decent in the Euros. Portugal probably will win and should win, but, you know, that that's that's going to be competitive. And, and that's the stage we're at. We're looking at games <laughs> that aren't just going to be 4 or 5 nil. Yeah, one of the you've got on there is uh, Bulgaria at home to the Netherlands. Uh, Bulgaria five to one. They're not doing too bad in the group. Uh, Netherlands four to seven. It's a dark era um, in Dutch football, and they missed out on the Euros. This is their chance now to put that behind them and go forward. But you know, who knows how far along in the project they are. And then onto the Sunday, where we have the mighty England playing. They are one to ten at home to Lithuania. As we've covered, we reckon that's going to be a pretty routine win for Gareth Southgate's boys. Can you see an upset on the cards, Tom? San Marino at home to the Czech Republic. You can get San Marino a massive sixty to one. Do you know what? Jesus. <laughs> Do you know what? Imagine the absolute scenes if they turned over Czech Republic. Oh, love yeah, it! It'd it be would amazing. Be unbelievable. The football world would just explode, but let's be honest, it's not going to happen. I would look at Northern Ireland, Norway. That could be something to keep an eye on. Yeah, certainly think Northern Ireland, but 7-5. to five, I like Northern They're Ireland, especially at home. At home. Really yeah. At home. One game which did perhaps interest me is Montenegro v Poland. Poland are 37-40. to 40. They're top of their league, Poland. You can certainly see them doing the job away. You can have a word on Scotland. What do you think is going to go on there? They're at home to Slovenia. Couldn't tell you. I mean, <laughs> Scotland honest. just... They literally... They have some really good players. They just don't call them up. There seems to be quite a lot of like politics in um, Scottish football. Like Matt Phillips, for example, for West Brom. He's like one of the top assist providers in the whole league. You can't get it. It's just... It's weird. Right, so let's just quickly move on from international football because Please. as we've found out there's as a betting proposition there's there's next to nothing to go off so let's go to the much more potentially profitable climates of league one and two so oh, it's good to be back i'm so thankful for <laughs> league one and two having full fixtures this weekend <laughs> love it it's, it's at least something to keep me interested it goes to show doesn't it i'd rather watch akin fenwer than thomas muller this weekend but, yeah, League 1 and 2, let's put the internationals behind us. So, League 1, I think it's quite a tricky week this week. Last week, obviously, Fleetwood cost a bomb-proof treble. Yeah. Again, might we add. Second week in a row, they've cost a bomb-proof treble, so their cars are seriously marked now. They're away at Bury this weekend. I feel like they should win, but because we've been stung for a couple of weekends in a row now, I'm, I'm reluctant to, to go there. Bury funny team they're one of the top scorers in the league but they're down in 17 so you just never know what's what's going to happen with them I would personally not be touching Fleetwood uh, this weekend Swindon v Millwall is the early kickoff in league one that's at 1.30 on Saturday could you see a Millwall victory here you should do but they are stuttering a little bit aren't they they, they, they needed a 94th minute penalty a couple of weeks ago then last week they drew 0-0 at home to very ironically, we were just talking about Swindon are poor, but I'm going to stick my neck out and say no. I'm probably going to look for Millwall to, to stumble this weekend. Really interesting. It just goes to show Millwall's form. I mean, they're seventh and we don't fancy them against the side third from bottom. 
that yeah. speaks volumes, I think. You do wonder how much that 6-0 battering at Spurs has took a bit of confidence out of them. Potentially, yeah. They really did get battered as well. They didn't look like doing anything in that game, so pretty damaging. Oldham v Sheffield United. Sheffield United, their short price, 8-15 to away. An Oldham side that are generally pretty good at home. Could you see Sheffield United once again coming away with the points? Yeah, they're runaway leaders for a reason. They're nine points clear at the top of the league. Yeah, Sheffield United will win that game. They do tend to make it hard for themselves. So what I think you could get, what would be a really good bet, is uh, Sheffield United to win both teams to score. Yeah, yeah, they do have a habit of going behind early on and then coming back to win. So yeah, certainly Sheffield United win both teams to score. Seems like it could yeah. be could be good. That's at eleven to four, by the way. So. Pretty good bet, if you ask me. Bristol Rovers are away at Coventry. Coventry seem to lose pretty much every week. Bristol Rovers chasing the playoffs. Bristol Rovers, for me, they're not the most trustworthy side, but anyone against Coventry, you've got a fancy. 11-10 to 10 is not actually that bad to say that they're away at a team that is absolutely cut adrift. Okay, I think Gillingham v Peterborough is one where... I think you're definitely going to get both teams to score. Oh um, God, yeah. It's G- going to be about five all this game, isn't it? <laughs> Gillingham, they're two to one. They're the home side. I think that's good value at two to one because Peterborough aren't very good whatsoever. They've only won one game in their last eight. Yeah. Gillingham, they've lost their last two games, but that has been without the influential Josh Wright. Uh, yeah. He's back for this game, so could he propel them to victory once again? Certainly. Potentially. But um, I would definitely say both teams to score. Possibly Gillingham win both teams to score. Yeah, fan- and that's a fantastic price. That's just what I was going to uh, allude to. That's a massive 4-1. to one. That's something that I would be inclined to, to back. Northampton v Oxford. Tough game. Yeah, tough game. Um, Oxford, they're probably not going to get the playoffs. They just don't seem consistent enough, just like Bristol Rovers. They are in a chasing pack, and they've had a great season. It's their first first season in the league since being promoted. Yeah, I'd, I'd just say both teams to score. I can see both teams to score result-wise. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to call that one. Then Southend United, I've got to apologise to you. Southend United v AFC Wimbledon. Last weekend, you said that Southend would beat Walsall. I, I asked yeah. you why. I said I didn't agree. You said, I just feel like they will. I feel in my heart like they, they will win. And I was watching Soccer Saturday, and Walsall went 2-0 up, and I thought, I told him. I told him they wouldn't win. Yeah. And lo and behold, Southend scored three, and ended up winning 3-2. <laughs> <two, so. laughs> yeah. Um, should have got on them in place, really. I'd have got huge odds. Yeah, you um, would. Southend are just one of those teams. They have really slipped under the radar. They're six. They're six. They're holding the last playoff spot. They've got a game in hand on Scunthorpe and Bradford, which are the next two sides above them. If they win their game in hand, they get three points behind Bradford, and Bradford are seen as a promotion heavyweight. So I really do think Southend are just kind of sneaking up there. I'm going to back them again. I'm going to say that they're going to beat Wimbledon. Wimbledon are plucky at home. It will not be easy, but I do fancy Southend this week again. Yeah, you can get Southend at 7-5 to five if you fancy them. If they go two goals down, have a look in play, you never know. Yeah, for sure. 
Shrewsbury v Bolton. Uh, I can certainly see Bolton winning here. They've gone a bit of a run recently, Bolton. They're really pushing Fleetwood hard for this second automatic promotion spot. Bolton are flying at the minute. Unfashionable club. I think that in its sense is kind of why no one's really massively picked up on them. But they're evens away at Shrewsbury and Shrewsbury are struggling. I really do fancy Bolton to win. Yeah, it'd be great for Bolton if they can get back to the championship at the first attempt. Uh, Sunday, we've got Scunthorpe at home to Bradford. Big playoff game. I know exactly where I stand on this because I'm more than happy to oppose Scunthorpe United every single week. They've really fallen. They've gone from looking, not dead search, but being in a strong position. There's always one team that kind of falls you know, by the wayside and just capitulates. And it's Scunthorpe this year. Bradford are on fire. They're not great away from home but I certainly think I know where you're going <laughs> and uh, at 9-5 to five, I'll be going for Bradford as well Yeah, just to run over the odds Scunthorpe, the home side, 6-4 to four. the draws at 12-5 to five, and Bradford are 9-5 to five outsiders and I think 9-5, to five, nearly 2-1 to one for Bradford who are in form, not great away from home as Tom just said against a woeful, shocking Scunthorpe team who aren't even going to get in the playoffs I'm more than happy to take two to one of that. So let's look at League Two then now. I think there's a lot of opportunity in League Two this week. Again, last week you didn't really find much you liked in League Two, did you? I gave uh, you I gave you four picks. I gave you four winners. Yeah, yeah, you did. Besides Knox County, who I, I did fancy. I thought it might be tough, but I did fancy them. They obviously won with ten men as well. They had ten men for maybe an hour, maybe plus. Yeah. So. It came home, that was good. Uh, but yeah, you're the League 2 uh, expert at the minute. But there's certainly games uh, where you can pick up some handsome profits. Maybe. Again, talk about handsome profits. We'll start with Stevenage away at Cambridge United. And I, I feel like a record stuck on repeat here because every single week I talk about the run that Stevenage are on, how the most informed team in the league, um, and always you can get them at great odds. And this week is no yeah. different whatsoever. They're 23 to 10, so they're over 2 to 1, and they're away at a bang average Cambridge United side. Like we've said, we've covered Stevenage and Fleetwood when they're on their great run. We're firmly believers that it's kind of lazy from all the bookies. They kind of look at the size of the clubs, I feel like. Like Portsmouth, away at Stevenage last week, they were huge favourites. Huge. And Stevenage blew them away. And I just think it's the size of the club. Stevenage obviously pretty small, and they just disregard their form. So we're happy to capitalise on that for sure. I'll be more than happy to capitalise again. Cambridge, they've won one home game since the 2nd of January. So that's over two months. They've only won one home game in that period. So they're by no means strong at home. And I think I'm more than happy to take the 2-1 to one for Stevenage. I think that's brilliant odds again. Yeah. Notts County away at Wickham. 3-1 to one for County. Uh, good price. If you look at the league table and you didn't know anything about form or football, you'd look at Wickham, they're 10th, and they're at home against Notts County, who are 20th. And you'd think, Wickham win, no problem. But Notts County are one of the informed teams in the league since Kevin Nolan's taken over. He's done an outstanding job. And County have brushed aside Plymouth, away from home. They're obviously an absolute juggernaut at Meadow Lane. 
I certainly won't be betting against County. Um, I won't be betting for them either, it has to be said. I think both teams to score is uh, a good bet for this game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Exeter at home to Yeovil. Do you reckon I win for the Exeter? Yeah, little little uh, West Country Derby. Yeah, I'd, I'd say Exeter. Yeovil are just, uh, they're just a meh team, aren't they? They're not totally safe yet. You just never really know what you're going to get from I'd go Exeter. Yeah, you can get Exeter at seven to ten. Uh, the draw eleven to four, and if you do fancy the oval, the outsiders they're twenty-one to five. Let's talk about Leighton Orient. They had a winding-up order, which they've managed to get out of. They've been given extended time from HMRC to pay their unsettled tax bill, which means the club won't get wound up or go into liquidation. Uh, they won't get docked any points for going into administration just yet. So that's great news for them and their fans. But it's not looking good on the pitch, is it? No, it really isn't. Bottom of the league, 32 points after 38 games. It's looking like they're going to go down. They're away at Crawley. Crawley in 19 for a team they're chasing, but surely you can't see Orient winning that. No, because you do wonder how much the off-field problems are going to affect the players. For sure. But it's, it's just a sorry situation, really, when you consider... Three years ago, they were in the playoff final in League One. They're a couple of penalty kicks away from going up to the championship. And that's the fine margins of football, right? Say they get promoted to the championship, you know, it's not the same as getting promoted to the Premier League, but you do get a bit of cash. Now, all of a sudden, you can attract better players. And it just seems to be a very... It reminds me of when I drink these days. So when I was 18... I can't wait I to hear this. ...a one-day hangover... <laughs> Now it's like a three-week hangover. And Leighton Orient are on the biggest hangover you've ever seen. It's three years deep. <laughs> and and it, looks, it doesn't look like they're going to sober up any time. What a brilliant way to put it. <laughs> Leighton Orient, the hangover team. Uh, another club who have had a similarly long hangover is Portsmouth. And they're at home to Newport County this week. Uh, Portsmouth at 2-5. to five. The draw seven to two and Newport at fifteen to two. Uh, surely nothing other than a Portsmouth winner. Terrible price. Terrible price. I, I hate betting on Portsmouth. They're inconsistent. They're this big club, so they're they're always massive favourites. And it just doesn't just doesn't stack up to like this kind of team they are. No. You're right, you're absolutely there's right. No, there's no Carnu and Crouch and Defoe and Cranchar anymore. Newport are showing a little bit of sign of fight, by the way. So this isn't going to be definitely straightforward. Um, no. I won't be going near Portsmouth, not at that price. No, it's certainly not the foregone conclusion that you would think looking at the odds of 2-5. to five. Another one that took my eye was Blackpool at home to Hartlepool. Get Blackpool at 7-10. Yeah. to 10. They're really knocking on the door of the playoffs now. Definitely get on Blackpool, 7-10. Hartlepool are just, we always say this about Hartlepool, don't we? They're just one of those teams that they're always bad. I, I cannot remember, like, may, maybe I'm wrong. Let us know, Profit Chasers, if I am. But I can't remember the last time I saw Hartlepool anywhere near the top of any league. I can't remember. <laughs> they're just, they're always down there, aren't they? What's it so, like being a Hartlepool fan? Any Hartlepool fans out there listening to the podcast, tweet us, email us, let us know what it is like to be a fan. Yeah, please, because it sounds bloody awful. Um, Accrington, (laughs) 
at home to Grimsby was another one. Accrington are on a real run. Uh, they've not lost in a long time. Their manager actually said he wouldn't be surprised if they go unbeaten until the end of the season. So he's confident. He's confident. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like you're a football manager when you win a couple of games. <laughs> I'm not really interested in that game. It's just a mid-table flip-flop game where both are thinking about the beach. There's only so many games to go. No one's going down. No one's going up. It's anything can happen in those games, and I personally don't trust it. I reckon Accrington are going to win. They're on the bomb proof, which you'll find out very shortly. Interesting. Wow, that is fancy. Isn't it? I'm just going to quickly allude to Profit Chasers to a huge outside. I'm looking at Carlisle United against Crew Alexandra. Now, I was doing a little bit of research. I know off the top of my head, Carlisle are not great at home. I'm going to tip Crew Alexandra at 11 to 5. And I'm just going to read you a few standout results since the start of the year. Carlisle at home. Carlisle 1, Grimsby 3. Carlisle 1, Morecambe 1. Carlisle 1, Barnet 1. Carlisle 1, Blackpool 4. Carlisle 0, Portsmouth 3. Carlisle 0, Cambridge United 3. Carlisle 0, Luton 0. At home, they are patchy at best. Since wow. the start of the year, they've won two games at home. Two. And this is a team that's supposed to be chasing the playoffs. Earlier on, they may be chasing one of the three automatic spots. I know crew are not pulling up any trees. They're sat in a team relatively safe, still a bit of work to do. But I'm going to put my neck on the line and say crew at 11 to 5 could be a very nice outsider. Good bit of research there, Tom. That's why we do our research so you don't have to. Oh, we should get that copywritten. <laughs> You're hearing that every week on the podcast from now on. <laughs> so on Sunday. It's Doncaster Rovers v Plymouth. Doncaster four to five. The draw thirteen to five. Plymouth eighteen to five. It's top versus second. I'm going to go for top. I don't trust Plymouth. I never have. I even wrote an article about how dodgy they are. They're a little bit better away from home, but I would go for Doncaster here. I don't know about yourself. Yeah, I'd agree. Doncaster nearly evens. I'm exactly the same. Do not trust Plymouth one bit. Doncaster, they themselves, they went through a sticky patch. Doncaster seems to have got through that sticky patch and they've won quite a few on the bounce now. Plymouth, however, they're still a little bit sticky. Yeah. They've done enough to probably secure themselves uh, one of the top three automatic promotion spots, but that's largely down to their early season form than the second half of the season, sure. certainly. Okay, guys, so it is the time of the show of the famous, world-famous Bombproof Troubles. And this is a section of the show where we pick out our troubles for the week and try and get you a bit of cash in your pocket. At the end of the season, we're going to tot up who's won the most amount of revenue uh, individually and we'll also tot up how much you would have won if you backed us every single week. Tom? Do you want to let us know who's in your bomb-proof trouble this week? You alluded to a, a side earlier. Okay, so my bomb-proof trouble this week, I'm going to go for Czech Republic, away at San Marino, they're 1-66. to I'm going to go for France, away at Luxembourg, they're 1-20. to And I'm going to go for Bosnia, home to Gibraltar, and they're 1-50. to And £10 on, 
pays £10.20p back. <laughs> that is unbelievable. No way is that your Tom Cruise. I'm not having it. Just got what to... are the profit chasers going to do with 20p? <laughs> No. Come on, what, what's your real bomb proof? I'm not having that. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm going to go for Stevenage away at Cambridge United, and they are 23 to 10. I'm going to go for Accrington at home to Grimsby, they're 19 to 20. And I'm going to make it a League 2 treble. We're going to go for Blackpool, and they're at home to Hartlepool, and Blackpool are 7 to 10. And £10 on that one pays £109 back. Nice. Okay. Well, I've got a bit of a revelation. I'm going to reveal the largest paying on-proof treble that we've ever had. Whoa. Looking uh, forward to hearing this. I've not, I've not done it because I'm trying to get the profit chasers huge amounts of money that's unrealistic. I genuinely think that the these three results will come in. And it just happens that it pays a lot of money. So I'm going to go again. Stevenage, like you said, they're 23 to 10. They're away at Cambridge. Number two is Bolton Wanderers. Now, Bolton Wanderers are evens, and they're away at Shrewsbury. And then I'm going to throw in Gillingham to win and both teams to score at home to Peterborough. And that is four to one. So wow. £10 on that will pay a very, very juicy £330. Flipping heck. Wow. That will solve the world's debt crisis if that comes in. Jesus, all the profit um, chasers will be able to pay their mortgages off with that. <laughs> I do realise it is, it is big, but, you know... If you think that is a bit outlandish to perhaps put a tenner on that, just think you could even just put two quid on it and you'll get over 60 quid back, so... I think it's definitely sure. worth siding with you with, with something. You know, research has gone into that. That's not just something I've looked at out of thin air. No, well, let's hope it comes in. So, remember, Profit Chasers, you can get in touch with us. There are numerous ways to get to us. So, if you want to be private and old school, we obviously have an email address. It's footballbettingpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. If you're a bit more interactive, we're on Twitter. It's at T underscore FB podcast. And we're on Facebook as well, so facebook.com forward slash podcast. Be sure to visit all of those, and if you have any questions, if you're a Hartlepool fan and you want to tell us how horrendous it is to support your club, let us know and we'll get back to you. Yeah, also any, any O's fans, what's it like being a Leighton Orient fan at the moment? Because we're intrigued, are, are you worried for the future of your club? If your club goes, <laughs> just ask the Portsmouth fans. Well, I think that just about wraps us up once again for another edition of the Football Betting Podcast. It's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. Good luck, guys. Cheers, guys. How you get on at the weekend? Good luck. Bye-bye.